What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Made to Excel Fitness Podcast, the fitness podcast for you, by you. I'm your host, as always, Mark Torres. And in today's episode, episode number 37, it is hodgepodge number two. Felt so nice, I had to do it twice. Today's topics include the dark side of fitness, what is a deload and why you should be doing it, and pumpkin workouts. Let's talk about it all. What's up, guys? Welcome to the show. It is Monday, November 16th. Welcome to the 37th episode of the Made to Excel Fitness Podcast. We are 10 ish 10 days away i guess by the time you listen to this podcast episode from thanksgiving which is wild to think about this has been simultaneously the fastest and slowest year in recorded history um obviously you know for some of you guys just because the pandemic came did not mean your life stopped um but for somebody like me my life absolutely did stop and i was doing absolutely nothing for like five six months Uh, of this year and for some reason this year still feels like it's been the fastest year in recorded history Um, you know March feels like it was so far away I don't even remember summer for that matter summer disappeared um, I guess because you know we just never did anything Um, you know somebody said think about how far away March feels I said yeah it feels so far away because it happens so quickly so we are flying through this year we are almost at Thanksgiving time which is amazing um Gotta love it. Gotta love Thanksgiving. Uh, not a big turkey guy, but I do love me some mashed potatoes. I do love me some mac and cheese. Um, chicken is perfectly suitable for me. Uh, I just never got into turkey, but uh, we are coming up on Thanksgiving, which is wild to think about. Also, this is the 37th episode of the Made to Excel Fitness podcast. And of course, I do these episodes week to week to week, and obviously the number goes up and up, um, obviously. But for some reason, the magnitude of 37 episodes hit me this week. I don't know what it is about the number 37, but I was like, oh my God, this is a lot of episodes. Coming up on 40 episodes, I'm coming up on 20 hours worth of content, 20 hours worth of free fitness content out there for you guys on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Instagram, um, which I love. I'm super proud of it. I'm super happy that I'm able to do this. Um, But at the same time, I'm like, damn, that's a lot of content. That's almost, we're coming up on one day's worth of me talking on the internet about fitness. So if you were to get into a car right now in a couple episodes from now and drive to Florida from where I am, you could feasibly listen to nothing but the Made to Excel Fitness podcast from here all the way to Florida, which is a lot of content. And I'm telling you guys this because I think for some reason, you know, the magnitude of this hit me this week. And I was like, holy cow, this is uh, a lot of work Uh, or this is a lot of content that I've put out and it is a lot of work to make this content. So in the future, I don't know exactly when it's going to be. This is a fluid situation. Um, There might come a time if I see a natural stopping point where I say, all right, this is, this should conclude season one of the Made to Excel Fitness podcast. And I can take a few weeks off. I can get back into some healthy habits that I lost over the past few months. Um, I can take some time for myself and I can recuperate or recuperate, not injured. I can, uh, you know, come back, refresh, renewed and start again for season two uh, of the podcast. So I don't know exactly when that's going to happen. 
After this hodgepodge episode, there's four more training styles, which will take us to episode 41. But 41 seems like a weird episode to land or to end off a season. Um, so maybe I do a recap episode and I end off at 42, or I'm not exactly sure, right? Whenever I think that there's like a natural stopping point, I might call it a season one. Um, and this is a fluid situation, like I said, because as of right now, the part of New York that I live in is a yellow zone. We didn't have a color designation until a couple days ago. So there are further regulations in place, pretty much just for restaurants at this point. Um, but things are getting tighter and tighter as it comes uh, to coronavirus because the cases keep going up and they're like higher than they ever were before. So um, if it keeps getting worse and we do get into an orange zone, it seems as if the gym might close again. So if that's the case and the gym closes again and I'm back at home doing nothing, then it might not stop at all. Um, but just for you guys out there, I know some of you guys probably pop in whenever there's an interesting uh, sounding topic. Um, but for the guys listening on a week to week basis, there may come a point in time where I take a couple weeks off, right? If I do the next, let's say, five episodes into 42, that pretty much takes me into like the second or third week of December, I think if I did that math correctly, which would give me some time to enjoy Christmas and then come back in the new year in 2021, we'll still be dealing with coronavirus, but it'll be a new year, hopefully a better year, um, and you know, kind of come back with season two then. So I'm not exactly sure exactly how that's going to go down, but it might go down if it goes down Um whenever I find a, a good stopping point. So uh, just so you guys know, um, festive season update. I wish I had something better to tell you guys. Uh, it was very easy for me to get into the spooky season. September 1st, all in. I was head first um, because I think the ambiance of the spooky season is not super hard to get. All you need is nightfall. You need some darkness and boom, spooky season atmosphere. Um, but it's really hard to get into the Christmas spirit when it's 81 degrees outside. It was 81 degrees here yesterday. Um, so obviously it's kind of hard to listen to Christmas music when you step outside and you start to sweat. It's very uh, confusing, right? The ambiance isn't there. You need at least a nice crisp temperature um, to start getting into the festive season spirit. Um, November 1st, when I woke up the day after Halloween, I listened to Christmas music. I've listened to Christmas music sporadically over the past couple weeks, but I haven't really taken, you know, a headfirst dive into any of it. Um, you know, Christmas movies, none of that, right? So hopefully as the weather begins to change, because we're going to start to cool down a little bit here, um, I can start to get back into the festive season. I bought some Christmas cookies, which I'm excited about. Maybe, you know, dip my toes in some Christmas beer this weekend. So uh, hopefully start to make that transition, especially as we get closer and closer to Thanksgiving. Um, start to put up some Christmas decorations, things of that nature. Um, so festive season, a little slower to ramp up than the spooky season was. But it is what it is. Um, that doesn't mean that Christmas is any less special this year. Um, but I think that wraps it up. Let's get into today's show, the 37th episode of the Made to Excel Fitness podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the meat and potatoes portion of this episode. Baby Yoda in the house. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I just intro this as like a rapper or performer. That was weird. Um, I don't know. But uh, obviously, as you heard in the intro, this is another hodgepodge episode of the Made to Excel Fitness podcast. Uh, and I just really enjoyed doing last week's episode so much. Just kind of the random thoughts that I had in my head. I decided to do another one. Um, and I guess logistically speaking, it made more sense to me to do like a couple of hodgepodge episodes in a row. I don't know if I'll do a third one next week or not. And treat this as sort of like halftime for the training styles as opposed to doing another training style, another random episode, another training style and going up and down, up and down 
just treat this as the halfway point. We're not exactly halfway there yet, but just about. Um, and to be completely honest with you, I just haven't done the research for the next trading style. Uh, I'm not quite ready for that episode. I'm very excited for the next episode, um, but I want to make sure it comes out well enough um, so I don't feel like I'm just wasting everybody's time. So that's the reason I wanted to do another random episode. Uh, so without dilly-dallying too much, let's kind of hop right into it. Uh, the first thing that I wanted to talk about in today's episode is actually a little bit of a criticism on myself. So uh, yesterday I was listening to the American Glutton podcast uh, and I have a whole episode where I talk about this particular podcast and I don't remember what number episode it was but I'll pop it up in here so you guys can see it. Uh, it's called Debunking American Glutton. Um, if you guys don't know what it is, if you guys didn't listen to that episode, the American Glutton podcast is hosted by Ethan Supley who's an actor. He lost a ton of weight and now he's got a fitness health podcast that he does. And in this particular episode that I listened to, he had Jared Feather from Renaissance Periodization. Uh, I don't know if it's his full-time trainer, but it's you know his trainer in some capacity, uh, and they were talking about training. The actual contents of the episode are pretty advanced. Um, it's not something that the general fitness goer will be able to listen to and follow all the way through. They get to some pretty advanced terminology and things of that nature, but I don't really necessarily want to talk about the things that they talk about in that episode. I think Jared actually does a really great job in that episode. He hits so much of it you know, he hits the nail on the head on so much of the topics that he talks about. Um, I actually really enjoyed the podcast episode. But the thing that struck me the most was actually a little bit of a self-reflection that I had literally four minutes into the episode. The episode's like 45 minutes long. But within the first couple of minutes, I realized something that I was doing. So I think whenever I listen to anything fitness related, I'm very critical in my thinking. So right at the beginning, not that the actual content of it matters, but Jared was talking about settling point theory. And all settling point theory is, is like this idea that your body wants to be a specific weight and it wants to stay at that weight as much as possible unless you force it into either direction up or down, right? So I don't know enough about the literature as of late to know if there's any advancements as to whether or not this theory is actually a thing or it's just like pure coincidence that most people tend to stay around the same weight. Um, but, you know, in my mind, it's like anything that can't be scientifically factual because in terms of fitness, science is a shit show. You can have somebody say that one thing is true and then have another scientific study that says the opposite is true. Uh, it can be very confusing. You know, unless you, there's something that's so concrete, I tend to not take it at face value for a lot of the, uh, a lot of the times. So for something like settling point theory, it's not something that I don't think it's necessarily right or wrong, but it's not something that I would um, go out there and parade as something that I would say to a lot of people just because I don't know for sure. Um, you know, so he's talking about settling point theory right at the beginning of the episode. I was like, I don't necessarily agree with this. Um, and for some reason in my mind, I'm like, this is wrong, but it's not necessarily wrong. It's not right or wrong. Um, it's not factual or non-factual. And I think, I think I'm kind of preconditioned because there's so many places of misinformation out there when it pertains to fitness that I'm just automatically critical uh, of everything that I listen to in terms of fitness. And I think that's how so many people are conditioned to think, right? Um, when I talk about in the personal training secrets that personal trainers don't want you to know, 
everything works, we can argue till we're blue in the face about like different periodization strategies. Periodization, you guys don't need to know this, but periodization is just the way you structure a specific training block, right? So um, Jared is from Renaissance Periodization. So um, he thinks a certain thing, but there's people that are into linear periodization, undulating periodization, block periodization. Like I said, you guys don't need to know what these things are, but these are different schools of thought. Um, you can argue till you're blue in the face about which one is superior, but at the end of the day, a lot of it is going to work for a lot of people. It's just finding the thing that you enjoy doing the most. So there's no right or wrong. It's just what's right or wrong for you. Um, there's no all-encompassing best workout program. There's no all-encompassing best diet plan. There is a best diet plan and a best workout for you, but that not might, that might not necessarily be the case for your neighbor, for your brother, for your friend, for your mother, for your cousin, uh, for anybody, right? Uh, it, it's going to be different for everybody. So I think in fitness, this is the dark side of fitness, and I'm 100,000% guilty of this. It's just very, uh, there's a lot of tribalism. Um, I believe one thing, you believe another thing, we're enemies. That's why people that are pro-vegan and people that are pro-carnivore diet are so into attacking each other. And that might be a little bit different because there's an ethics uh, portion to that. But it's a very toxic relationship between those two groups of people. Um, at the end of the day, if you're a person who loves meat, you're never going to be able to go vegan. That's just not going to be in the cards for you. But somebody who doesn't eat meat too much is going to be much easier for them to go vegan uh, than to try to do the carnivore diet. It just depends on your lifestyle, your habits, what's going to work best for you. So I think in fitness, there's so much tribalism um, that it can be a very toxic place. And I'm 100% guilty of this. I did this listening to that podcast episode. And as I continued to listen, I was like, he's right about that. He's right about that. He's right about that. He, you know, a lot of his things aligned with what I believe. And I kind of turned the tide on that. Um, you know, but at the very beginning, it wasn't like that. And I think this is something that I've got to think about as a personal trainer. Uh, but this is something that you have to think about as a fitness consumer is that just because you don't necessarily agree with something doesn't mean it's wrong. Um, and there are people out there that are going to spread misinformation that is potentially dangerous, that is very intentionally misleading. Those people can go to hell. You can be critical of those people as much as you want. But, you know, getting into the weeds about whether or not you think settling point theory is important doesn't really matter. So I've got to start being so critical. Uh, it's very tribalistic. And I could have just completely made up that word. But it's very much so like sports, right? As a huge Chargers fan, I can remove myself from like my fandom and say Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. But when I step back into my Chargers fan shoes, Patrick Mahomes is in the Chargers division, we have to deal with him twice a year fuck Patrick Mahomes. I hate Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, in a way, it's very tribalistic like sports is. And I think that's kind of, in sports, that's the beauty of it because I, as a Chargers fan, can argue with a Chiefs fan about why Patrick Mahomes sucks when, in fact, I know he's the greatest quarterback, you know, in the present day NFL. Um, but in terms of like fitness, it can be very uh, low blow. It can be very dirty fighting. It can be very toxic. So something to think about. As you know, in terms of me, I've got to think about being less less uh, uh, critical when I look at fitness things. Um, you know, because this is why language and body language and intention is so important. If I disagree with somebody and I let them know in a way that is confrontational, all of a sudden that person has a problem with me. Nobody wants to be told that 
somebody else thinks that they're wrong. Nobody likes doing that. If somebody were to come up to me um, in the gym while I'm doing my job and say, you're doing this incorrectly, that would piss me off. So um, language and intention is super important. And just being less critical when you go through life, especially for things that are just a little bit trivial and not super important. Um, is going to be super important. You as a fitness consumer, you might be so into like, uh, let's say for example, Peloton has been a big thing um, over quarantine, right? Because it's an at-home workout. Let's say you're a person who's so pro Peloton. Peloton's been fantastic for you. You've lost a ton of weight. You've been able to keep the quarantine 15 off and you become this big Peloton super fan. Just because people don't do Peloton doesn't mean that there are less uh, they're inferior to you. So something to think about. There's, you know, fitness is very tribalistic. Like I said, I could have just made up that word. Um, being more embracing is going to be super important. This is kind of a self-criticism of myself. Um, but yeah, just be aware of the factions that kind of um, emerge from fitness and make sure that you're not getting so caught up in your own little tribe that you don't look at other tribes. There might be other tribes that have something to offer for you. Um, I kind of got lost in the sauce there a little bit, but hopefully you guys get the overall theming that I was talking about. So actually later on in that episode of the American Glutton podcast, Jared Feather actually talks about deloading. Um, and that's something that I wanted to talk about in today's episode as well. I want to try to simplify what is deloading as much as I possibly can. And pretty much all it is, is it's going to be a week of active recovery. So as opposed to, you know, doing absolutely nothing and not going to the gym for a week because you're beat down, you're tired, you're battered, you've been working so hard. Instead of doing absolutely nothing, you go to the gym and you do more of an active recovery. And what that might look like is, let's say on an upper body day, you typically do three exercises for three sets of 10 reps and all of those exercises you perform at 100 pounds. Um, that's what your normal workout would look like and hopefully over the course of several weeks that weight is going up. You're getting stronger and stronger. So let's say after four, five, six, seven, eight weeks whenever you predetermine is going to be the best time for you to deload, you decide that you're going to do the same three exercises, the same three sets of 10, but you're going to cut the weight in half. So after let's say four weeks, you're doing 120 pounds of each exercise. For your deload week, you do the same exercises for the same sets and reps, but you're gonna do 60 pounds. You're just gonna cut the weight in half. Um, and in that way, you're giving your body a little bit of time to recover instead of just completely leaving the gym altogether for a week, right? And potentially, you know, creating a habit where you don't wanna come back to the gym. It's, uh, it's more of an active recovery. Um, and essentially what that's doing is when we talk about stimulating muscle when we talk about muscle growth when we talk about getting stronger there's really three or four depending on how you look at it main factors factor number one is stimulation you've got to stimulate a muscle to the point where it's not used to you're above the normal threshold um, in order to start the process of fatigue and recovery so stimulation for example if you're able to do a bicep curl with five pounds all day every day no problem that's not going to be enough stimulation in order to start the process, right? You got to do something a little bit above that threshold. So let's say you maybe do seven and a half pounds or 10 pounds, something that's going to be semi difficult for you. That's going to start the stimulation of that muscle. Let's say you do 10 pounds worth of bicep curls. Stimulation has started. Once stimulation has started, you're creating fatigue in the muscle. You're accumulating fatigue. Um, the muscle is getting more tired as you're doing more reps and sets, of course. If you've ever been to the gym, you feel a little bit of fatigue. Um, so you're stimulating the muscle. 
fatigue happens, depending on how much fatigue happens, recovery starts to begin. And after recovery, your body can begin to adapt so that the stimulation or the stimulus um, for the muscle gets even higher, right? That's how you build muscle. That's how you gain strength. So stimulation occurs, fatigue occurs, recovery occurs, adaptation makes it so that the stimulus that you need is now even higher. You're getting stronger, right? Now your muscle is used to that 10 pounds of bicep curls. That is no longer enough stimulation. If you do that for a long period of time, if you continue to do 10 pounds worth of bicep curls, the stimulus is no longer enough to start the process all over again, right? You've got to create a new stimulus. You've got to go up and wait again or do more reps or sets or however you want to manipulate that. Depending on how often you do this, depending on how hard you go, you're going to get to the point where your stimulus keeps going up, your stimulus keeps going up, which means your fatigue keeps going up. It's going to get to the point where your body cannot recover in turn adapt quickly enough in order for you to continue to make progress right if you've been going super hard for four weeks five weeks six weeks your stimulus keeps going up you're getting heavier uh weights you're getting heavier lifts all the time you're getting stronger 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 your body's also getting more fatigue you're accumulating a ton of fatigue at that point it's going to get to the point where your body just can't uh, recover and adapt quickly enough in order to continue to make progress so giving yourself a deload week is going to give your body ample time, extra time, you're going to accumulate less fatigue in a deload week. So it gives your body time to catch up and to recover and adapt once again. So once your deload week is done, hopefully you can continue to start to make progress again and continue that stimulation, fatigue, recovery, adaptation cycle that you started in the last cycle. That's why that's kind of how you, um, make training blocks right you create training blocks you have several weeks of working out and a deload and then you start your next training block and that gets to be a little bit of an advanced concept but hopefully that makes sense once you get to the point where your body has accumulated so much fatigue that you can no longer recover and adapt it's time to deload and that's just cutting the weights in half right doing an active recovery giving your body some time to kind of recover and adapt and you know get lose some of that fatigue that you've accumulated um hopefully that makes sense um so deloading it's going to be different for everybody if you're a complete beginner and you're only working out once or twice a week you probably don't have to deload every fourth week um you can deload after several you know jared talks about you can deload probably every eight weeks it's going to depend on the person if you're somebody who's really battering yourself for uh several days a week for uh, you know for several weeks at a time taking a deload every fourth week or every fifth week is probably going to be the best option for you so for some of you guys out there that are a little bit more on the beginner side you might not know now that you know what a deload is you might not know exactly where to put it but the real telltale sign is you're going to get to the point where you start to plateau a little bit you start to feel tired um you feel like you're beat up, your soreness is accumulating, you're not making progress in the gym like you were doing before, that's a good indicator that it might be time to deload. Um, and then once you do that a couple times, you can start to see a trend, right? Like every fifth week, I start to feel real real beat up when I do a workout program. So I'm just going to make that fifth week a deload week, right? It's going to be different for everybody. If you want to not even have to worry about it and take the guesswork out of it, getting a personal trainer is obviously, uh, this is a good place to kind of hire somebody to do that thinking for you. Um, but 
if you are working out and you're doing this on your own and you don't want to pay for a personal trainer, please deload. It's going to give your body time to recover and continue to make progress going forward in that chart of four things that we talked about um, a few minutes ago. If you don't do that, you're going to be stuck doing the same thing over and over again. It's going to be really hard for you to make progress. So hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully the deload is a little bit demystified for you guys out there who maybe have never heard the concept before or have heard it and had no idea what the fuck it meant. Number three that I want to talk about today is the fluidity of training. Uh, This is pretty simple. So a lot of times you have a set training schedule and you want to do that and you want to do that as perfectly as you possibly can but as soon as something goes out of whack that training schedule goes out the window and now what do you do so having the concept of fluidity in your training is going to be super important for example a few weeks ago i was really on top of my fitness i was stronger than i ever was Uh, my cardio wasn't that great but i was doing great workouts i was doing fantastically and then the next several weeks came and i kind of fell off the bridge a little bit for scheduling reasons whatever doesn't matter um just wasn't happening and then i went and got covid tested and i had a week where i had just fantastic workouts and then i fell off the bridge again so if i'm so stuck in a plan where i you know just want to do this i want to live or die by this plan it's going to be really hard for me to follow that Um, when I have these ups and downs in my training, I've got to be a little bit more fluid with it. So for example, um, this is another down week for me. I can only work out twice this week, scheduling reasons, whatever. Um, and when I did my workout, I did a workout right before filming this, my thumb hurts, my hand hurts, my shoulder hurts, right? So I have an idea of what I wanted to do, but when I put the dumbbell in my hand, there's so much pressure on this thumb that it hurts. When I do push-ups, I can feel a pain in my palm. Um, So these are things where I kind of work through the thumb pain. I wouldn't suggest doing that, you know, if you have a pain in the gym working through it. Uh, But I was able to kind of remedy the push-ups so that my hand didn't hurt. So I was able to be fluid in that manner. Um, But then for my finisher workout, my circuit, um, I was doing jumping jacks. And the the motion of the jumping jack at the top was hurting my shoulder. So I did a different motion. I did more of like an up-down. Being this neutral position did not hurt my shoulder. Um, I could have done a seal jack as well. That wouldn't have hurt my shoulder either. But being fluid in the way that you look at fitness, some things are going to come and go. You've got to be sort of adjustable in terms of like continuing to make progress because when shit hits the fan are you ready do you have the tools that you need in order to continue to make progress and switch things up and adjust going forward so having fluidity in your workout program so for example i know going forward there's going to be a few weeks here like i've been so off my game over the past few weeks that it's time to start to i had this idea of what i wanted to do I've got to change it. So going forward, my training might look very different for a specific period of time um, until I can get back on track. So the idea of fluidity is super important. Um, Don't be so rigid in your workout program that if things go wrong, then that everything about working out goes out the window. Um, That was a really quick concept. Just be fluid with your training. Last but not least, because I feel like this is probably going a little bit long, um, pumpkin workouts. So I posted this on my Instagram story a couple weeks ago. I meant to talk about it in last week's episode, but I didn't write it down, so I forgot about it. But this is, I think, Good Morning America ran this article about different workouts that you can do with pumpkins. Now, I talked about in this very episode at the beginning, me not being so critical 
but this is kind of dumb. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, every single workout that I saw was just things that you can do in the gym with the regular workout equipment that you have. Um, and it was literally like they brought some dude in and took pictures of him doing these different pumpkin workouts. And it looks so ridiculous. And they have different videos of different influencers doing workouts. I'm not going to put them in here. I don't want to put anybody on blast. But they're, they're just they're just doing regular workouts with pumpkins. Like it doesn't, there's no novel. I mean, I guess the novelty is they're using a pumpkin, but there's not anything unique. They're doing regular workouts just using a pumpkin. Just use the regular workout equipment that these things were created for. Um, there's even a, a video that they put on there where uh, this fitness influencer is literally doing a workout at a pumpkin patch. There's people walking in the background. I can imagine being there like, ma'am, I want that pumpkin that's right behind you, but you're doing push-ups on the pumpkin in front of it. Can I get behind you and get that pumpkin? It's hilarious. Um, you know, I, I think I, I see both sides of it as a fitness influencer um, doing ridiculous things and, you know, going viral and, you know, getting people's attention, like doing things with the pumpkin. I see why they do it. It's going to bring a bigger audience to you. Obviously, they got on Good Morning America's website, um, but, you know, just do the workouts as they were intended. It's so ridiculous, um, you know, but as a big pumpkin connoisseur, there's a there's a little part of me uh, that's... Um, has a soft spot for these pumpkin workouts, but they're so, they're just so bad. Um, you know, novelty workouts are great if they get you into the actual workouts themselves. Um, but I think that just about wraps it up for the Made to Excel Fitness podcast for this week. Uh, you know, another hodgepodge episode, some random shots. Hopefully you uh, came away with something in today's episode that you can use in your own fitness journey. Uh, if not, you had a good laugh. I don't think I'd said anything too funny, but you know, you never know. Um, <laughs> I appreciate and love you all. Stay festive, my friends. Thanks for listening to the Made to Excel Fitness Podcast, the fitness podcast for you, by you. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, consider hitting the subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. New episodes come out every single Monday morning. So hitting the subscribe button ensures that you don't miss out on any new episodes. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you feel so inclined, please leave a five-star review. It helps others find the show. If you're on YouTube, leave a comment, leave a thumbs up, hit the little bell, lets you know when new videos come out. Follow me on social media, on Instagram at MTEFit, on Facebook at made to excel fitness Email me at made to excel fitness at gmail.com. Let me know if there's anything that you guys want me to discuss on the show. It is, in fact, the fitness podcast that is for you, by you. I appreciate every single one of you guys that takes the time to listen to me on your Monday morning, wherever you are. I appreciate you all. Thanks for listening. What's up, Mark? How you doing, man? Hunter Henry, LA Charger tight end. Uh, best big time shout out to your uh, fitness podcast, the Made to Excel Fitness Podcast. So um, super cool, man. You got a lot going on. Bolt ganger, don't bang.